You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Lee, thanks so much for joining us. Take us through your last 24 hours. Must have been an eventful day for you and your client, Patrick Mahomes. What was his reaction last night when we all learned that Alex Smith is heading to Washington, D.C.? Well, the timing was a surprise. We had speculated it might something like this might happen, but more towards the draft. So he didn't have any prior notice. When I went back to my hotel room uh, last night after parties, he was a uh, backup quarterback. And about a half hour later, he was the, the Mahomes era had begun. <laughs> so I called him and told him. And, uh, you know, he was thrilled, except that he really likes Alex Smith. And Alex Smith had, uh, unlike some quarterbacks who have an heir apparent behind them had been very kind to him. And so he w- wanted to be respectful to him and the, f- the fact that he helped him and, and all the rest of it. But that's their decision. I don't think um, I've had a young quarterback quite as ready to handle this next progression process as Patrick in a while. You know, he grows up with a relief pitcher as a father in the major leagues with a godfather, Latroy Hawkins, that's a at uh, a 20-year career. So he grew up understanding the work ethic, understanding uh, the, the focus you need to put, and also learning how to have balance because can you imagine a relief pitcher's life? So he's pretty well prepared. He's young, but he's very bright and, and eager, and, and uh, I think he'll be fine. Lee, when you look at Andy Reid and his offense, it, it is a true definition of the West Coast-style offense. And everything about what he did for Alex Smith, I think taking his level and catapulting him to another level – Opposite of, I think, what Jim Harbaugh had the opportunity to do. John, Jim, yeah, Jim Harbaugh, because it was more open than anything, and it, this was, was a little bit more controlled. Do you think this confines Patrick Mahomes because his arm is so big, and to run that West Coast-style offense, it means he has to be ready to, to deliver the ball much quicker? I think that um, Andy Reid was very involved in, in this draft pick, and so he knew exactly who Patrick was, and he knew that, you know, he would need a system that could handle the fact that he can throw deep. He's got freakish throwing ability. And um, so, no, I think he'll end up being fine in it, and they'll probably adjust the offense. Lee Steinberg is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Let's focus on another client. Cordell was his idol growing up. He had a poster of Cordell on the wall. Paxton Lynch, what'd you take away from last season when he was healthy enough to play in Denver? And what do you think next season looks like? He just has not been given a chance uh, where someone handed him the ball and then said, it's yours, go. Uh, He had two spot starts his first year. He had two spot starts uh, this last year. And he never had the chance to to learn on the field or, or to grow because he never had a number of games in a row. I still think he's going to be an outstanding uh, quarterback. The pressure's high in Denver to win every year. And I know they're traumatized by how the team did this last year because they're not used to it. It's like Cordell with Pittsburgh. They expected to go to the Super Bowl every year. Yeah. When you, when, I'm sorry, I cut you off. I think you're still in the middle of your of your conversation. Well, but when that's you, nothing new, Corey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dance you've been doing for the better part of a couple a long decades. Time, long time. Um, <laughs> when you look at Paxton Lentz, though, I mean, he has great size, great arm, great feet. 
He's gone through a tremendous amount of change, whether it's coordinators, head coaches. Now Vance Joseph comes in. What do you see as opportunity actually coming in this situation? Because now there may be conversation. They're looking for another quarterback. So what happens to Paxton Lynch when it comes down to the decision that's going to be made with someone else coming in? Well, this will be his third training camp. And um, I would expect that his grasp of the offense will be much better. uh, And he'll have to compete. Whatever move they make, John Elway's been really smart over these years in, in having that team defy the whole rebuilding until this year. So um, I, I think Paxton's more and more ready to play. You can't factor for injuries. Um, and I assume it'll be Denver, and that's what his desire is. But if it ends up that they do something dramatic and it's somewhere else, then I believe he'll still be a quality quarterback. Chatting with Lee Steinberg on the NFL on TuneIn. Let's go back to a year ago, Radio Row in Houston, in addition to introducing us to Patrick Mahomes. We said hello to Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, serendipity, sends them both to Green Bay. How'd it be fun for you last year watching Packer games? It was the strangest thing. I mean, what are the actuarial odds that we would have two running backs and they would go in back-to-back rounds to the Green Bay Packers. I mean, it's uh, like a lottery-type situation, and yet um, they both ended up having uh, good seasons. They sort of rotated, um, and and my guess is they'll be the running backs for next year. Jamal probably starts as a starter, but but it's a two-back league now where you you need different backs, and uh, uh, they're... (laughs) <laughs> so they ended up having an amazing situation. We had some fun situations where Cooper Rush was a um, undrafted free agent, signs with Dallas, ends up the backup quarterback. So, um, you know, it was a fun year, and, uh, and you'll be meeting some of our new players soon. Lee, over your career, you've been known to have some of the best quarterbacks um, on your roster, so to speak in a sense of Hall of Famers, great play throughout years. And the game has changed so much. It became one of the most lucrative positions in the sport. It's always been that way, but to a level now that's different than it's ever been. I mean, look at Andrew Luck and his 87 million bucks he's gotten guaranteed. Look at Alex Smith getting a $70 million deal. And Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees is up next. Give me the landscape. Like, where's the cap uh, when it comes to quarterbacks, especially when it comes to guaranteed money as they move forward. And because the numbers sometimes just doesn't match on the field as opposed to what they're giving in their pocket. So the league has become so much more quarterback centric that it's virtually impossible to make it to and through the playoffs into the Super Bowl without a franchise quarterback. And they're hard to find. Um, teams don't don't uh, directly develop them so well sometimes or they go into adverse uh, situations so the franchise number this year for the top five quarterbacks was 23.9 million dollars so let's assume that next that for the coming year it's more like 25 million then i think you'll see uh, a two-tiered salary structure where a great chunk of the players on a roster are making the minimum and then you have the quarterback making an astronomical amount of money so i think that we'll see you know a 30 million dollar quarterback uh, package average and what they'll do to ease the cap effect is that they'll pay a lot of it in in guaranteed money amortize it over the length of the contract which you can do under the cap with a bonus and lower the yearly salaries 
I pretend to be a radio lawyer on the show. Good to have a real barrister. What's your view of the franchise tender? We had Kirk Cousins here, obviously worked out for him. No need to have a bake sale based on what he's made the last two years, but I understand how it works with the CBA. Isn't it just a obstacle to free agency? Isn't it an impediment to players having total control over their career? That's why they put it in. I mean, there, there, there was no... Uh Uh, ambiguity about it the owners uh in order to give free agency said but we'll lose our quarterback and our whole franchise we don't have it in the nba we don't have it in major league baseball why does it continue to exist in the nfl well first of all even if you have it it's a very bad idea to use if washington needed to make a call on kirk cousins three years ago either he's your guy going forward in which you pay him a long-term contract uh, with the bonus or he's not, in which case you got to move on to, to the next one. But, but a quarterback sitting under a franchise tag is not a happy camper. He may be paid a lot of money, but this is not uh, croquet or chess. He could be hurt the next year. What they want is a big guarantee, well, a lot of uh, signing bonus, and the rest of it. So, like, if you have Jimmy Garoppolo in your San Francisco, make the call. And go ahead and, and sign him big time. Now, Kirk Cousins will be the first quarterback out in free agency that's a starting quarterback in quite some time because they just never get there. Um, when Cordell was playing with Pittsburgh, they would redo his contracts before we ever got near the end of it. So you, so Kirk Cousins will be the first quarterback in a long time to have the actual benefit of competitive bidding. And good for him. Yes. Because it's about capitalism at the end of the equation. How do you deal with Case Keenum? He had a good year this year. Uh, productive. If you look at the three quarterbacks on the roster, it's obviously Sam Bradford, Teddy Bridgewater. Case Keenum is the most durable. What would you do with him? Would you give him the franchise tag or would you let him just find his way somewhere else? I think you, again, have to make a call as to who your quarterback is. And if you've got trust in him, you have to sign him long term. If you don't, then the franchise doesn't really even help you that much because it's so much money all in salary against the cap. Final thought, what are the details for your legendary Super Bowl party this year, and how many years have you done it now? This is the 31st. Uh, Next year will be my 44th. This year is my 44th draft. Um, So we give humanitarian awards to uh, uh, an owner, Andy uh, Andy Reid's going to get the one for coach. Uh, uh, Rick Spielman's going to get another one for philanthropic stuff. We've got a live hookup between the party and troops in the field in Afghanistan. So they'll get to enjoy it. We have a concussion summit the hour before it, and I'm actually hosting something called the Sober Bowl on Sunday, which is for people who uh, don't want to be immersed in an alcohol-laden party. Always good to see you. Enjoy the rest of your week here in Minnesota. Thank you kindly. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.